0: And also God just telling his people to step out in faith. And when they do, he is going to bless them. He's going to command blessings on them. And so to me, that's kind of like a call to action for me. And I think for most people that are listening in is like, even though it's really hard to follow God, which it really is, sometimes it's especially hard to like blindly follow God. It still is so important to do that. It's so important to follow God because God will bless you for it in the end, even if you're like, I don't understand why I'm doing this and I don't want to take this leap of faith into something that I'm not sure about. Scripture is pretty clear that people who obey God will be blessed for it in the end. Hey, faithful listener, grab your cup of coffee and experience the Bible in a way you never have before. P40 Ministries is a podcast that goes through the Bible cover to cover. It's an awesome narrative that focuses your mind and prepares your heart for God to speak. So join your host, Jen, for a biblical podcast that's hilarious, informative, imaginative, and fun the p40 ministries podcast listen now as we go through the book of leviticus Hello and good morning, faithful listeners. This is Jen here. Thanks so much for tuning in and for sharing a cup of coffee with me as we talk about Leviticus chapter 25 and the year of Jubilee. So let's figure out what the year of Jubilee is. And we'll be discussing this for the next couple days because the year of Jubilee is uh, quite long, but it's interesting to talk about. And also, we don't know of any time. In scripture that it was ever actually followed fun fact about the year of jubilee so we don't actually know if the israelites followed it or not but god still put it in here and told the people to follow it so let's see why god would command a year of jubilee and what this actually is and what it means so all right let's go ahead and talk about leviticus 25 verses 8 through 24 grab your cup of coffee or your cup of tea and let's jump right in i'll be reading out the web today You shall count off seven Sabbaths of years, seven times seven years, and there shall be to you the days of seven Sabbaths of years, even forty-nine years. Then you shall sound the loud trumpet on the tenth day of the seventh month. On the Day of Atonement, you shall sound the trumpets throughout all your land. You shall make the 50th year holy and proclaim liberty throughout the land to all of its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee to you, and each of you shall return to his own property, and each of you shall return to his family. That 50th year shall be a jubilee to you. In it you shall not sow, neither reap that which grows by itself, nor gather from the undressed vines. For it is a jubilee, it shall be holy to you, and you shall eat of its increase out of the field. In the year of Jubilee, each of you shall return to his property. If you sell anything to your neighbor or buy from your neighbor, you shall not wrong each other. According to the number of years after the Jubilee, you shall buy from your neighbor. According to the number of years of the crops, he shall sell to you. According to the length of the years, you shall increase its price. And according to the shortness of the years, you shall diminish its price for he is selling the number of the crops to you. "'You shall not wrong one another, but you shall fear your God, for I am Yahweh your God. "'Therefore you shall do my statutes, and keep my ordinances, and do them, "'and you shall dwell in the land in safety. "'The land shall yield its fruit, and you shall eat your fill, and dwell therein in safety. "'If you say, What shall we eat the seventh year?' Behold, we shall not sow nor gather in our increase. Then I will command my blessing on you in the sixth year, and it shall bear fruit for the three years. You shall sow the eighth year, and eat of the fruits from the old store until the ninth year. Until its fruits come in, you shall eat the old store. The land shall not be sold in perpetuity, for the land is mine, for you are strangers and live as foreigners with me. In all of the land of your possession you shall grant a redemption for the land." Okay, I'll be honest, when I first read this, I had no clue what was going on. <laughs> I was like, what is this talking about? What's a what's a jubilee? What is a like a year of Jubilee? Why would God command this? I don't even get it. So I had to research this quite a bit because I, I truly did not understand what was happening here. But from my research. I think I figured it out. And let's see if I can uh, explain it to you guys. So a year of Jubilee was every 50 years. So we talked about the Sabbath year, which was where you literally just did not uh, plant anything or sow anything. You just let the land lay completely fallow and you wouldn't do anything with it. And this was a way to like bring nutrients back into the soil. It was just good for the land. And God commanded this to be done every seven years. But every 49 years after the sabbath year of rest god commanded another year rather the 50th year to also be a sabbath year of rest for the land and this was called the year of jubilee so every 50 years a sabbath rest would happen twice for the land two times in a row for two years. Does that make sense? So it'd be one year would be the Sabbath rest and you wouldn't plant. The next year would be the year of Jubilee and you wouldn't plant anything. So it was two Sabbath rests for the land. And once again, that would happen every 49 and 50th year. So that was the year of Jubilee. And so the reason God commanded the year jubilee was because it was like a whole year of celebration, pretty much like he commanded the people to have a jubilee and a jubilee just means a celebration. You know, it means like freedom. And that's what he's talking about. He says, proclaim liberty throughout the land to all of its inhabitants on the year of jubilee. So this was a year of proclaiming liberty but not only did the people proclaim liberty they actually would have to literally show that people were being liberated so Jewish servants would have to be set free that was part of it and also land would have to be returned with no debt does that make sense so what would happen was back in these days when people were very poor they would either sell their land they would sell their house or they would sell themselves And that was a way for them to get out of debt. We talked about indentured servanthood and that was what the people would do. They would sell themselves to a rich person and they would be um, considered to be like a servant that lived in that house until their debt was paid off and then they could be let free and should be let free. But if they didn't get their debt paid off within that seven years, they would still have to be let go after seven years. They could not be an indentured servant for more than seven years. But if it was a year of jubilee, that slave or servant, I should say, would have to go free nonetheless. Even if that servant uh, you know, only was there with that master, I should say, for three years, it didn't matter. If there was a year of jubilee coming up, that slave or servant would have to be let go. And then also, not only did it have to do with servants, but specifically, God is talking about property here. And we'll talk more about the servant thing later. We're going to get into that more uh, next week. But as far as property went, if somebody was very poor and they wanted to sell their property or sell their house to somebody, then they could do it. But it depended on the amount of years until the year of Jubilee with um, how expensive that property would be. So if the year of Jubilee, let's just say it was in five years and this poor man and his family just like fell on hard times, they would sell their land to somebody who is rich, but it depended on how much time was left until the year of Jubilee for how expensive that piece of property was. And that's what it says here. If there were less years to the year of Jubilee, then that means that the property was going to be worth less. Not worthless, but worth less. But say there was like 49 years until the next year of Jubilee, that property would be worth a lot more. And so that rich man would have to buy it from the poor man depending on how many years were left until the next Jubilee. So say it was 49 years, that property would be way more expensive than say three years until the Jubilee, then it would be much cheaper if uh, that rich man only had it for three years because it was almost like you were lending it to people. It was never fully given to them or sold to them in most cases. And God did this as a way to safeguard and protect the poor. And when that piece of property was given back on the year of Jubilee, that poor man's debt was erased, is kind of what it says. You shall return it to his family in the year of Jubilee. And so it no longer belonged to that rich man. It went back to the poor guy. And so, so that's kind of a breakdown about uh, the year of Jubilee. <laughs> and that's really all it has to do with is just giving um, freedom, giving people their stuff back in a way, giving people their properties and their homes back on the year of Jubilee. And this was a way to just protect and safeguard poor people. But God goes on to say here in verse 18 through 22, that because the year of Jubilee was was the year right after a Sabbath year of rest, God specifically calls on the people to have faith. He says, have faith that I'm going to provide for you for two years if you don't sow in your fields. Trust that I'm going to provide for you and your family. And in fact, God says he's going to command his blessing on the the sixth year for the people that choose To follow God and choose to A, have the Sabbath year of rest for their land, and then B, celebrate the year of Jubilee, and once again, not sow in their fields and give their land another year of rest. And God says He's gonna command His blessing. That's a really hard word, like a harsh word command His blessing on those people that choose to follow and obey Him. And I think that's a really cool word. And also God just telling his people to step out in faith. And when they do, he is going to bless them. He's going to command blessings on them. And so to me, that's kind of like a call to action for me. And I think for most people that are listening in is like, even though it's really hard to follow God, which it really is, sometimes it's especially hard to like blindly follow God. It still is so important to do that. It's so important to follow God because God will bless you for it in the end. Even if you're like, I don't understand why I'm doing this. And I don't want to take this leap of faith into something that I'm not sure about. Scripture is pretty clear that people who obey God will be blessed for it in the end. He's going to command his blessing on those people. But there's a a couple of verses here that are kind of interesting. And in verses 23 and 24, to actually conclude this podcast episode, this one's kind of short today, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was not actually expecting this uh, podcast episode today to be short because um, there was so much to read. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a super long episode. But somehow I summarized the year of Jubilee pretty quickly. So <laughs> I'll just have a shorter episode today. But anyway, verses 23 and 24, it says that the land shall not be sold in perpetuity for the land is mine. And you are strangers and live as foreigners with me. That's God talking to his people. And I think that's really interesting that God's literally like, okay, you know, the world actually belongs to me. Everything in it is actually mine. And I just lend it to you. So you're going to do, as I say, when it comes to stuff like this, you're going to do, as I say, when it comes to the year of Jubilee and give people back their land, protect the poor people every 50 years, like, you know, just protect them. You're going to do this because guess what? The land doesn't actually belong to you. You live as foreigners and strangers with me. So you're all my foreigners that live on my land is what God's saying to his people. Isn't that interesting that that he says that? And so that's another thing where um, we have to remember that everything we've been given by God actually belongs to him. So we need to take extra good care of the stuff that God gives us. Like, for example, you know, I just moved into this house and I absolutely love it. And I'm always like, oh, this is my forever home. Like, I say that so often to people. I'm just like, this is my home that I think I'm going to live, you know, forever in here on Earth. Like, I, this is my forever home is what I tell people. And then I'm looking at stuff like this and I'm just like, wow, like, this is definitely uh, not my house. Like, God gave me this house. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, he's really gracious and he lets us have stuff. And he gives us stuff. But you have to remember that literally everything you've been given by God is his. It's it belongs to him. So we can't just do whatever we want with it because we have to be good stewards. That's where that word comes from. Good stewards of the stuff God gives us because it's not actually ours. It's God's. And so when God tells us to tithe, to give 10 percent of our earnings, That's God saying like, look, you know, I gave you everything that you own, all the money you have. I've given it to you. So I ask for 10% back. And I mean, God doesn't need that 10%, but that's God's way of having us nowadays, you and me step out in faith the same way that he had his people back in these days, step out in faith and recognize that even if they don't understand why they had to do this stuff, it was still important to do it because God commanded it. And yeah, I mean, tithing is important because we're giving money to our pastors. And I was um, actually watching something recently where I saw that our pastors are not really taken care of very well here in America, which is so unfortunate. A lot of times they have to go out and get second jobs to support their families. But God says that the worker is worthy of his wages. And God says to pay your pastors, you know, uh, take care of them. And I know that a lot of us, yeah, we, we've fallen on hard times over the past couple of years just with COVID and everything. But giving 10% of our income is giving less than what a uh, waitress makes. We usually give 20% of, of the bill to the waitress. And so, I mean, if you think about it that way, God's really not asking for very much because we give a lot more to other things and to other people than we do to God And whatever we do end up giving to God or giving to the church, I believe and I have faith that God is going to use it for good to bring good people into the church and to um, just promote the church in a very positive way. So that's why I think it's important to tithe, but in general, just being respectful of the things God has given us and being thankful for the things God's given us and just saying thank you, God, for all the stuff that you've given me today that really belongs to you, but I'm taking good care of it for you. So friends, this was uh, Leviticus 25, the year of Jubilee, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you did, share it on your social media platforms. And, you know, continue to tell people about the p 4 Mysteries podcast, soon to be the Bible Explained podcast. But, you know, if, it, if it's if it been touching you in some way, just tell people about the podcast and uh, let them know that it exists. But friends and faithful listeners, thanks so much for tuning into this episode. I'll see you bright and early Monday morning. Actually, my uh, sister is going to be on that podcast on Monday. So join in then. It's going to be a lot of fun. I always enjoy the episodes I do with my sister and she's been uh, kind of gone for a while. She hasn't been on the podcast. So it's going to be fun to have her back on on Monday. So tune in then 6am or whenever you wake up. But until then, happy listening and God bless.